0: Welcome to the Scrap Happier podcast, where we share quick tips, tricks, and techniques to help you create scrapbooks you love and be happier while doing it. I'm your host, Alice Bull. I'm so glad that you've joined me for this episode of the podcast. I have a special guest today, and it's Becky Adams. And Becky has this amazing scrapbooking style that I adore. And I can't wait for you to learn a little bit more about her and maybe learn a few tips of hers that she uses to make these incredible layouts and a little bit about what she's got going on in her life and where you can follow her. So welcome, Becky, to the Scrap Papier Podcast.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. So I led in with your scrapbooking style. So
0: perhaps we can jump right into that and talk about your style. How long have you been scrapbooking? When did you kind of feel like you found your scrapbooking feet, if that's a thing, and how you develop the style that you have now?
1: So... I am going to date myself a little bit, (laughs) because I (laughs) have been scrapbooking since 1998. I was taking a home economics class, and I got an assignment to scrapbook about myself, kind of a specific assignment, and after that, like, I was sold. I was like, this is
0: awesome. I love it. I love that, that was like a project that you like had to do to kind of get started and cuz like so many people are like, well, I started when my kid was born and I'm in that camp, right? I I've been scrapbooking since 99. Yeah. So I think like, you know.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. You
0: we might be dating both of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I would say, and actually I was looking at your bio and it says, Becky has developed a style that is clean, colorful, and classic. And that is so much the perfect way to describe what you're doing. Would you say that um, it took you a while to kind of get to the point where it was clean, colorful, and classic?
1: For sure. Yeah, for sure. In fact, when my um, daughter specifically like flips through my albums, she's like, Oh, mom, look, here was your brown ink phase. You know, she'll point out things that I did a while ago that I don't do anymore. Um, so it t- it took me a little bit. I like where I'm at. And I'm anyway, it's kind of, it's my own, I guess.
0: So. And you've spent some time working with different companies in the field of scrapbooking, do you want to kind of give us a few highlights of things that have kind of, that you've done that have helped you develop your style?
1: For sure. And I think working with a lot of different companies kind of helped me find that style because each company, they have their style, the products that they like to produce and the graphic artists that they work with. And so, I mean, I've worked with tons of different companies and really learned what kinds of products that I like and that I gravitate towards.
0: When you're looking at a collection, like what kinds of first steps are you taking in creating with that collection when you want to scrapbook? What is your process behind it? Like, are you starting with your photo and saying, Oh my gosh, I need to make a page about this. Are you starting with a story in mind or do you look at the scrapbooking paper or is it kind of like somewhere along all three or something like that?
1: It's somewhere along all three, you know, sometimes I get a photo that I just have to print and use right then. Um, Sometimes it's a specific story that I want to tell. And then, you know, when I work with manufacturers, obviously it's the products come first. Mm -hmm. So it it depends on what I'm doing the project for. But if I'm doing something personally just for me, I would say that the photo and the story comes first.
0: And I think that you're actually really good at finding that balance between making a beautiful layout, but also a meaningful layout. So layouts that kind of have some kind of story to them, whether it's showcasing something fun or something important or something memorable, you're good at making sure that gets included onto your pages. Um, Were you always good at doing that? Or was that something that you had to kind of learn along the way?
1: Um, that is definitely something that I've learned in the last three years or so. I wasn't always so story oriented, I guess. I mean, I, I always told a story, but in the last three years, um, if you're not aware, I my nine-year-old son Austin passed away three, just over three years ago, um, and obviously that is a huge life-altering event. And as we were looking through those memories, planning his services and stuff like that, I just kept having, you know, with every page I turned to, I was like, this is not enough. Like, this is not enough of a story. This is not enough of capturing the memory of you know, the, the photo that I was documenting. Mm-hmm. And it it was interesting because I was hearing all these people around me saying, oh my gosh, you know, you're so lucky to have these scrapbooks and these memories, which is true. I'm super grateful for them. But at the same time, I was like, oh, I could have done so much more in telling this story and capturing his personality. So that definitely, definitely impacted. And I tell much uh, more in depth stories, and more stories, and interestingly enough, stories from more from my perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when my kids were a little younger, I would say, oh, you know, we went to the zoo today, and you love to look at the tigers, you know, or the the tigers were your favorite or something along those lines. And looking back, I'm like, you know, maybe I could have told the story of You know, we went to the zoo today and I'm so glad we finally made it here. You know, dad had to take the day off work and we had to get the car fixed or whatever. My perspective of that day was versus the tigers were your favorite. If that makes sense.
0: It totally makes sense. I think that finding your scrapbooking voice can be such a challenge and figuring out whose perspective you're sharing and Mm -hmm you know, like I mentioned in the beginning, like I started scrapbooking about when, when my son was born, right. I started scrapbooking my kids. And when I was telling his stories, I felt like I was trying to capture his voice. Whereas what I really needed to do, and that's been a huge shift is tell the stories from my perspective, because I can't tell his perspective. I have to tell my perspective, unless I get him to tell me his words about what he thinks. Right. Like, which is super fun. It's like, definitely something I like to do is get some other voices into the books, but finding the voice is really tough. We did. I will just say we had a podcast episode about this. So if anybody's listening and like, Oh, I struggled with this so much. Um, I will insert the episode number that you need to go and find to find your voice. Okay.
1: Sorry. (laughs) I'm just like, I better mention that because I I did a really good episode (laughs) about that. And I'm going to go back and listen because I'm not sure I listened to that one.
0: It's really early. It's like maybe like number six or something. If I'm guessing it's number six, but I don't know why I think that. So (laughs) that could be way wrong. (laughs) But magic of editing lets me throw that right in there. Yeah, it is number six. So, with your scrapbooking that you're doing right now, you're focusing lots on putting the stories in, but you're also bringing a lot of color and creativity. You you have some pretty playful designs that you do. Is there anything that inspires you when you're sitting down to create? Are there scrapbookers that you follow? Is there a company that you're just can't wait to play with their supplies? How do you find your inspiration when you're sitting down and you're staring at that blank page of knowing where to start?
1: Um, I think it depends. I love scrapbooking products as I'm sure many Many of you do. Often that's a jumping point for me is I love playing with the new products. Then I also have some dear friends in the industry that I follow that I have worked with and followed for years that I love. Of course, Paige Evans. I adore everything she creates. I don't know if you remember Laura Vegas. Megan Andrew is another one. Victoria Marie. Shamel, amazing. A lot of the Scrap Smarter instructors are on that list.
0: I I found some great people. I have to say, you are definitely one of them. So speaking... Of Scrap Smarter, we actually have Scrap Smarter Experience coming up August 20th to 22nd. Registration is still open. And if you register before August 15th, you can use yeah. the code Becky and you'll save $30 off your registration. So, you know, going slip that in there and you just go to ScrapHappy.org. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the class that you're going to do for the Scrap Smarter Experience and what you're
1: going to be teaching us? Sure. Recently, I have had so much fun with a couple of things. Stitching is one of them. And the other one is like paper piecing, whether I cut them out with um, punches or silhouette or dies, basic shapes that... You can put together to make fun backgrounds, and then adding that element of stitching is my favorite fun finishing touch. And I've got some fun techniques, tips, and tricks to show you. So don't—I know some people stitching isn't their favorite. But <laughs> you might—you might be talking to her right now, so I'm listening. <laughs> Yes, don't discount it because of the whole stitching thing, because I've got some excellent solutions for you. Fantastic. I,
0: I think that's actually one of the things I love the most. Like when I'm bringing together instructors for this event, I'm like, who makes pages that I adore, who is using techniques that are super fabulous and who is making stuff that is going to challenge me and inspire me, right? I want to learn new stuff and I want to play with different things. It's one of the reasons I'm still scrapbooking. When I started in 1999, right? Like it's been a few years, sure. and so you know, learning new things and having new challenges, or seeing something used in a slightly different way, or in trying something I haven't actually done before, that is so inspiring. So you're yeah. going to get me paper piecing and stitching. Like this is this
1: is big. Yeah. <laughs> is good. Yeah, I I think you'll like it. I think you'll like it. So, and that's one thing that I really try hard to do. I don't ever want someone to look at my work and say, oh my goodness, I could never do that. I want my work to be something that is, that inspires you. That's like, oh my goodness, that looks so awesome. I can do that.
0: I look at your pages and I feel that that way. Like I feel kind of like empowered, like that's really cool. I haven't done that, but You know, you look at it and like, yeah, I could probably do that. I have some papers that might work for this and I can see the way that you've created it, but the style is so good. I have a question. Like, do you actually work from sketches or are you kind of creating on the go?
1: Um, Most of the time creating on the go, but if I get stuck and I need some inspiration or something, I often reach for a sketch. I have a notebook that I keep in my purse and on my desk and you know follows me around and I will jot down um, sketches that inspire me I guess that I would like to create with and then when I get that fear of the blank page where you're staring at the products not knowing what you want to do that's what I reach for.
0: Mm -hmm. Well it's good to know that that What happens to scrapbookers that have experience that are really good at what they do that you're experiencing that same thing that everybody else is doing? Like when I'm like sitting down intimidated or just don't have an idea that, you know, we have these things to fall back on so that we can do them. Yeah,
1: for sure. We are, at least I am definitely not immune to the fear of the blank page. I think that it happens to everybody.
0: So would you like to tell us like anything that you have coming up or places that people can see more of your beautiful pages so that they can keep up with you and find all your stuff? Maybe we'll do that and then we'll finish off with a
1: tip of the day and a prompt to get us inspired to get scrapbooking for sure. Right now, the best place to find me is on Instagram and YouTube. If you're looking for quick inspiration, my Instagram feed is full of layouts mostly, but there's there's some mini albums mixed in there as well. But So Instagram and then YouTube as well. I've got a lot of process videos and then actually my most popular videos, hands down, layout shares. And I have a lot of layout shares on my channel in the last few months that everybody really seems to like.
0: So you're pretty productive. Like, can you tell me about like how many pages you're making, whether it's a year or a month or whatever? Like, how many pages are you creating?
1: Oh goodness. I would say like 15 to 20 a month. That's pretty productive. (laughs) Yeah. I probably. Closer to 15 the last couple of months with the summer months being Mm. um, so busy, Um, but definitely during 2020, I got a lot done as (laughs) I'm (laughs) sure a lot of you did too. I love
0: it. And so on Instagram and YouTube, they can find you at Becky Adams and that's Becky with an I.
1: Yep. Becky with an I, and it's just Becky Adams on both of those channels. Perfect. So did you have a
0: tip that you would like to give for scrapbookers that might be thinking, hmm, what what can I do here?
1: You know, it's, it's kind of interesting, and I taught a class on this years ago, but I keep a bag packed at all times with some basic supplies. So, you know, like scissors, I bought an extra paper trimmer that I put in that bag, you know, some white cardstock adhesive, that kind of things, just your basic supplies. Then I'll throw in a collection or a kit that I'm working with. And I do so much of my creating on the go. You know, I will grab that bag as we're headed over to visit with family or something. And I will just Stitch or cut or do something um, while we're visiting. So I think that's my number one productivity tip. I love it. A productivity tip
0: so that we can get more done. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and And I do a lot on the go. And some of the things that you're doing, right? Like if you're stitching or if you're like working with cut files or little pieces, then you know, having some time where you're visiting with somebody and can just keep your fingers busy with your scrapbooking is a really good kind of pairing.
1: Yeah. And if, you know, we end up watching a movie in the family room, then I can just grab that bag and work on whatever little project I'm working on and have all of my necessary tools in that bag.
0: Cool. And then did you have a prompt for people to sit down and they want to get crafty, a prompt that will kind of give them a kickstart?
1: I think probably photo choice. If you're stuck and kind of need something to get you going, I would choose a favorite photo. Start with a favorite photo. That's a good prompt, right? (laughs) Start with your favorite photo. Start with your favorite photo. And, you know, once you kind of get going it's easier to keep going. Start with your favorite photo. That's perfect. Well, I
0: just wanted to say that I am so excited about your upcoming class for the Scrap Smarter Experience. I'm excited to go and check out some of your videos on YouTube. I catch some, but not enough. And they're very inspiring. Becky knows how to put together a video, people. Let me just tell you. (laughs) So I really appreciate you spending this time with me. Is there any last final thoughts that you wanted to share before we wrap this up?
1: I don't think so I'm just so excited for this Scrap Smarter experience. This will be my first time joining you and I can't wait. I cannot wait. I'm so excited.
0: You can sign up for the Scrap Smarter experience at scraphappy.org. I hope that this discussion with Becky has inspired you to want to sit down and scrapbook, hopefully using her productivity tip and the prompt to use your favorite photo. Until next time, happy scrapping.
1: Yeah. I'm recording. I'll be out in just a minute. Yeah. Can I photobomb you? No, you cannot photobomb me. Shut the door.
0: (laughs) Can I put that in my outro? Can I? (laughs) Okay. Well, that's super fun. (laughs) Yeah. Gotta love,
1: gotta love kiddos. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No that was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>